Crafty Radio, episode 126, October 16th, 2008. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. I'm Jeff Baer. I'm Greg Weiss. Tonight we're going back to one of our old type of shows where we do a style. Right. It's been a while since we've done a style show, and this is going to be high alcohol type style yes. to do. We're doing Imperial Stouts. And let's start As off. you probably knew from looking at the title of the show. Let's start with this one from Norway. All right. So we have an Imperial Stout here from Norway. This is the No... How would you say that? Nagono? <laughs> I have no idea. Nognio. Okay. okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Nognio. It's N with an N-O. The O has a line through it. G-N-E space another O with a line through it. And we have no idea how to pronounce an O with a line through it. And it's not in our, it's not anywhere in our experience how to do that. We are uneducated rubes when it comes to Norwegian dialect. But it is Imperial Stout, so we got that much covered. Pours nice and black with an extremely dark tan. I love the look of, of Imperial Stout. It's as dark you? as a northern Norwegian winter. No highlights, just dark. We're drinking out of tulip glasses because, well, they're good to drink out of for beers like this because you get a lot of flavor and aroma. Okay, so the name Nogino means naked island, a poetic term used by Henrik Ibsen to describe any of the countless stark barren outcroppings that are visible in the rough seas off Norway's southern coast. This beer is 9% alcohol by volume, 75 IBUs, and should be served at 50 degrees Fahrenheit. I believe it at 75 IBUs because it smells particularly hoppy. It certainly does, doesn't it? A piney kind of hoppiness. A little bit of spicy. Uh, coffee. Lots of coffee. Coffee and... and, and um, More coffee than roast for me. Yeah, it's not roast even. I'm trying to think of it. It's coffee and something else. Coffee and... Um, a bit of smokiness, too. Yeah, I guess something along those lines. I'm having a hard time placing the words for it, but there's also, I mean, there's a lot of hoppiness to, to the aroma. You can smell a lot of that uh, alpha acids. Yeah, I'm, the more I smell it, the more I'm getting smoke. And it's it's even like a, a clovey-type smoke, even. I don't want to say ham, really, but it, it's kind of reminding <laughs> You always me. say ham. <laughs> And there, yeah, there's something else in there. This intangible. It's like a. Um, it's a little bright, like but a, it's also a little. It's, it's, it's also like, like bright sandpaper. Like frankincense or something. Like an aromatic wood. Yeah, there you go. Like frankincense or the, um, the Palo Santo wood right. from Dogfish Head. Aromatic wood is a very good descriptor, but you need potpourri ash, but not potpourri smelling, but you know, it's got a. A lot of uh, it's, it's a woody, free so It's pretty bitter. Yeah, it's it's unabashed in its bitterness. It has this velvety type mouthfeel to it. 
but it really it digs in even though that if the liquid part feels smooth it certainly has a lot of bitterness in there a lot of really dark roasts burnt mm-hmm. like burnt paper like right. ashy yeah so you get the bitterness right in the center of your tongue and then around that bitterness is where these other flavors are coming in the 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 chocolate the extremely dark chocolate but really more towards roast than chocolate actually the more that I think about it the more that I taste it and like Jeff said the 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 ashiness uh but man that's very bitter and the bitter is is the immediate thing that, that comes off of this I think and and really the, the strong imprint is just an extreme bitterness ingredients maris otter munich crystal chocolate black oat wheat malts roasted barley columbus hops english ale yeast and our local Grimstad water. See, I was I'm surprised it's English yo yeast because I was going to say this is reminiscent of like a Baltic porter, one of the porters that are fermented with a lager yeast. But he says right there English yo yeast. You say velvety in terms of texture. I wouldn't necessarily go that far. It doesn't feel kind of as as thick as as a velvety texture would would sort of imply. It's not full velvety, but I, I would say it's sixty to seventy percent velvety. It, it has this smooth. I would say velvety, but not creamy, because there's, like, around my tongue when I'm drinking it, I feel like there's this, it's not like a creamy coating. It's it's lighter than that. It, it's it's more fleeting than that. That's why I use the words velvety. I know one thing for sure is the alcohol is going right to my head. It's what, 9% you said? Yeah. And uh, I can feel it already. Okay. <laughs> we also had a, a pretty strong beer when we did the video show before this one, so... Mm-hmm. That is probably helping too, but I believe we picked this beer up when we were in DC for Saver. Sound it looks it looks like it, but there's an X on the UPC symbol. What does the X mean? I put X's on UPC symbols for something. Oh, it's good that you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't expect <laughs> us to wait so long to do the Imperial Style Show. It's great to have a, a system like that, where yeah, you, you have a labeling system and then you don't remember Forget what the, the labels mean. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm lucky if I don't delete the show while I'm editing it. So. I would still say velvety. I'm going to argue that one. The bitterness is is becoming less and less apparent as I drink more of this. Mm-hmm. It, it's, Or at least my tongue is getting used to it. But not a whole lot of, extra, of other flavors are coming out. It's still that you know dark, uh, roasty, ashy mm-hmm. flavor and... Maybe, and you know that that wood thing was more in the aroma than it is in the flavor. Yeah, I'm not getting any real wood in the flavor. I'm not getting any smoke in the flavor. A slight it, amount of that Columbus hop in the bag. And now that I know it's Columbus hop, I can kind of place it. Okay. Uh, and you get sort of, and, and, and Columbus is kind of piney, but with a little bit of freeness to it too. It, I know it's more towards like mm-hmm. cascading in terms of of where it comes from, but it, I think it, it gives off a little bit of a piney flavor. Yeah, as well. I think you're right. It's gonna be more resinous. It's really high in alpha compared to Cascades. Flavor, I'm just getting overload on the the roasted barley, the chocolate malt, and the flavors that come from that. It's this almost, molasses isn't the right word because it's not really that sweet, but mm-hmm. it has a, I don't know, I want to say texture of molasses, but it's not that thick either, so I'm not sure where I'm going. It just It's just exceedingly roasty imperial style. Yeah. And it's probably the bitterness is playing around with those flavors too because our tongue's getting used to the bitterness and then it's kind of compensating for that by mm-hmm. pushing up some other flavors and giving us some weird combinations that don't quite make sense. <laughs> you know, Like you said, there's a little bit of, of – I think maybe some of the 
some of the twang you might get from molasses in there. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, like the uh, the thickest, blackest, you know, the blackstrap part. Right. You get some really roasted, burnt, caramel-type flavors in there. Yeah. All right. In Norway, they hop them like they're made in California. Let's do this one next. We're uh, going to uh, Holland. Actually, New Holland, Michigan. <laughs> so we're going from Norway to New Holland. So we're, we're still up in latitude. We're still pretty high. This is the Night Tripper Imperial Stout. Picked this one up at Three Sons, Dogs, and Suds about a month ago, I think. Are you sure it doesn't have an X on the label? There's no X on the label. I know where I got this. I know where I got this one. <laughs> well, once again, it's just black. The, the head is slightly less tan, but just slightly. The aroma smells like Nestle Quick. Yeah, it's a lot sweeter. Nestle Quick or um, Cocoa Puff Milk or something like that. But there's a bitterness there, too. There's a hoppiness in there as well. Yeah, the more you more aroma I take, the more complex it gets. But like the first sniff, I'm like, it smells like Cocoa Puff milk <laughs> or something. Ooh. Like when you have Cocoa Pebbles, you know, and, and you're done eating the Cocoa Pebbles and, and your milk is sort of a chocolate milk. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's much. This is 10.8% alcohol by volume, 27 degrees Play-Doh. This is brewed for a Fat Tuesday release. Dark, mysterious, and poetic. Nitripper's abundance of roasted malts combined with flaked barley create a rich and roast, roasty beer. So it's like, so it's brewed for New Orleans. Beads sort of and masks I mean, Because Fat Tuesday's big in New Orleans, and the guy in the front has sort of the Fat Tuesday New Orleans jester hat. hat. It says, beads and masks aren't required, but are encouraged. That's much more of a creamy texture. Are you getting something really spicy and aromatic? I'm not sure what, yes. but that really, that was the first main thing I noticed. I took a sip of this thing, and it's just like Spice City. Something... It hangs around for a long time in the aftertaste. Kind of along the line of, of, of cardamom, maybe, in terms of the, of the flavor. It's like a peppery mint or something. I mean, that's kind of like the two components. I, I want to say it started out minty, but it wasn't quite as green as minty feels. There's something peppery there. Hmm. I'm not sure what to think of this because it has that that upfront, like you said, that kind of bright slash pepper flavor. Mm-hmm. And it, it has this, this weird kind of hoppy aftertaste that is not really sitting too well with that initial flavor. Yeah, the... Uh, and I'm not tasting a, tasting roast, but I'm not tasting a lot of you know some of the dark chocolate stuff that, that I really appreciate mm-hmm. in right. in these. And it's and it's not a, kind of as sweet as I would want, I think, in an imperial stout too. The um, the the spice bomb that I get every sip though it, it's it's way out of balance in my opinion. I mean, it's interesting, but it's not making this beer very drinkable for me. I mean, it's definitely unique, but. Yeah, I'm having trouble really coming to terms with it. And when you want an imperial stout, you know this is not the kind of flavor you think of. You know, this is not the imperial stouts are kind of a beer that hugs you if they're made mm-hmm. right. You know, right. It, it's a it's a very comforting uh, beverage, and this one is really it's very challenging and it's it's really like. Um, it's doing tricks on my tongue. It's trying to 
it, 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 it's it's sending all these different messages which are really weird and kind of mixed up. That, that spice bomb, is, does that fit into like the aromatic wood category too? It's this kind of minty... It's, kind it's, it's of, kind of flowery, right? It, it kind of... It kind of has some some reminiscent aspects to that, but I think that some of that may be the interchange between the spice and the hop. I just don't want to overuse terms like that. I mean, I'm, if the next two beers all have the same thing, then I know I got a tumor right. or something. But until then, I'm sticking with it. I think this is one of those beers that we're just going to have to say um, we're not going to waste our sobriety on because it's not a bad beer, but if you listen to the pre-show. I don't know. In terms of Imperial Stouts, it's just skirting the Mendoza line. <laughs> it, it's, I think there's merits there. It, it's a beer that, it's especially if everyone has that that spiciness to it, you should try it. You should have, you know, three or four ounces in a glass. Take your time to enjoy it and enjoy it. But for us, who's tasting four, maybe five Imperial Stouts right now. We just can't. We can't appreciate it that way. We need to kind of review it, and when we're not getting anything new out of it, move on. So let's go with Speedway. I didn't make any kind of hiss when I opened it up. That could be scary. Let's hope this beer is good. This one is sent from Mike from San Diego. This is Speedway Stout from Al Smith. Yeah, Mike sent this a while ago. This wasn't part of his recent shipment. Let's hope it's not a big plug of mold or something. We pour it. This carbonation looks fine. Uh, this beer was, I think, on both either one or both of our wow lists when we had it. I, I first had this beer. <laughs> I paid forty dollars for this beer in Japan when I didn't realize Jeff had it in his cellar. <laughs> <laughs> first sniff, I don't smell it anymore. But my first sniff, I got blue cheese. For some reason, I got. I'm giving Jeff a quizzical look. It doesn't really come across on the radio, but no, I got. I smelled this this blue cheese, this funky, acidic blue cheese smell from the very. Oh, I just got it. It's not. It's not the funky part of blue cheese. It's kind of the the cheesy part. Yeah. (laughs) It's something that I don't think you'd. I I would have picked out if you wouldn't. If you wouldn't have said said so, but. Yeah, I mean, I can see that there is just a bit of that mm-hmm. aroma of not necessarily blue cheese, but even like a tart goat cheese, something like that. Right. That's uh, actually pretty high in carbonation, which is kind of funny. Hoppier than I remember it being. It has a nice sweet backbone to it, which I like. Pretty high in carbonation, which is not exactly perfect for, for an Imperial Stout. Maybe a little cold, too. It might be a little on the cold side. Uh, I'm wondering if this beer is mishandled. First sip I had, I tasted a little roasty. It was a little thin. And then I was left with this medicinal cough syrup type taste towards the end of it. And now I think I'm smelling sewer drain in the aroma. It's very dark and roasty, very roasty stout. I think that there is some sulfury compound in there. It's such a shame. Because I am not liking this much at all. 
I mean, what do you think? I don't want to cut it short if you don't like it, but I mean, if I have any recollection of what this tasted like, I mean, really, out of these three beers, even, you know, how we cut the Night Tripper short, I like the Night Tripper much better than the Speedway right now. Really? Yeah. I would say the Speedway is definitely better than Night Tripper in, in my mind, but it it not that far ahead. And the Norwegian beer, strange as it was, is definitely ahead of it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that something off about this one. I mean, we've had two. I've had two of them. I know you had at least one of them. Mm-hmm. So we know the beer is generally better th- than this. Maybe, maybe for some reason, you know, it didn't lose its carbonation. But you, when you when you popped the the cap, it didn't quite come out right. So maybe something got happened. But yeah, let's. Uh, here, smell smell the neck of the bottle. There's some like funk around the inside of the lip there. It's a smell. So plasticky. I was uh, this plasticky. I was actually getting in the flavor, but I thought I was smelling kind of moldy or something. I don't know. I guess it's possible that there's some. some it, it certainly didn't hiss when we opened it up. I'm surprised how well an infection might have somehow kept it carbonated, even though it was similar to equilibrium. But let's move on to the next beer. Looks like we will be doing that one. <laughs> So this is the Czar Imperial Stout from Avery Brewing Company. I've never had this one. Avery's in Boulder, Colorado, by the way. I never had this one. Jeff, you have. Yep. And I remember thinking this is one of my like top five Imperial Stouts. Oh, that's a nice smell. I'm getting it's a candy, licorice, licorice roast, hop. Right. It's a strange combination because it is a hoppy licorice type aroma. Like a candied Chocolate. cherry smell almost. I mean, with without being fruity, mm-hmm. but like it, it has that sort of, like like you smell off of a candy apple or something, the caramel you smell off of a candy mm-hmm. apple. Mm, it tastes kind of like that too. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, but so the... There is this caramelly flavor. It's not caramelly like a, a English pale ale or something, but there's this thick. It's like a um, what are those called? Uh, those uh, those little candies, milk duds or whatever. Those are the ones with the car- the chocolate covered caramel. Oh, those are uh, like Rolos. Well, actually, I was thinking of the the Hershey ones. I think they're milk duds. They're- milk duds have malted milk in the middle. Those are those are Whoppers. No, those there's milk duds and there's Whoppers, right? I think Whoppers are the ones with the Whoppers. Whoppers the ones have melt right. And okay. Milk duds are caramel. Are they okay? All right. So it's it's kind of like a nice warm gooey milk dud <laughs> you pull out of your pocket after having it in there for a couple hours. Or Rolos, the same thing. From, sure. I think it's from Mars. So is it a Hershey? Yeah, the caramel is very present in here. There's a little bit of bitterness in there. The hops are just right to to kind of accentuate the caramel without making it. Um, Extremely, you know, bitter or without you know, ruining the roastiness that's there too. We're only at eleven percent alcohol by volume on this one. <laughs> only, only. The interesting thing is, I feel, I feel this is, I don't feel the alcohol as much as I do with did with the other ones with the, uh, uh, the Norwegian one, mm-hmm. which was at nine percent. So, take from that what you will. And I'm sorry, I say that way too much. Take what you will. Take from, from that. Take says. from that what you will. I, I say that way too much, so I apologize for for using that turn of phrase way too often. It's kind of like uh, 
if I were on another podcast and I were to say that's kind of cool way too often. <laughs> you kid because you love. Yes. I'm having trouble finding good things to say about this, but I am enjoying drinking this. Well, it's just, it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice... After all these weird, weird, crazy flavors that we got from the first two, and then the real disappointment of the Speedway. This is what you expect in right. Imperial Stout. Really. This is what you wanted. This, this is the this is that feeling of a beer coming up and hugging you and being like, "I'm going to be your friend today." And it's just it, it's just a nice, really, uh, you know, the camera really helps too because it gives it brings back some of that childlike. Yeah, uh, maybe it's because it's enthusiasm. my enthusiasm. Maybe it's because it's the fourth beer in the flight. But I remember the alcohol being pretty apparent in this beer, and that's one of the things I look for when Imperial Stouts. When I find ones that I like, you know, there's the ones that hide the alcohol, like uh, Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout, good one. But I like tasting the alcohol in Imperial Stouts. So uh, Old Rasputin, uh, Bell's Expedition, Avery Czar was on my list of the examples of those kind of beers. I'm not so much tasting it right now, but it's probably because some of the subtlety has been worn off my tongue. Probably. I mean, we had some interesting. We, we started out the night with a belt, you know, Flanders red with cherries, and and so we we've only gone to crazier lengths from from there. So right. we're coming back to to a very satisfying, but not nearly as complex as the other beers mm-hmm. have been so there but you know you mentioned Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout I don't know if you remember on Sunday I sent you a text message there was an Iron Chef oh yeah I saw that when when did that air that aired uh, last Sunday uh, so okay. people were not going to be able to, you know by the time this gets out it's it's gone but uh, maybe YouTube or if you have other means of funding television right. shows uh, Iron Chef and the the secret ingredient was beer, and uh, among the beers were um, I'm trying to remember what the other beers were. I know Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout was one of the beers. Okay, and uh, what one of the guests, one of the judges was Gary Oliver, and it was Bobby Flay versus another guy. Should I reveal who won? I don't know if you want to reveal who won, but tell me a little bit about what they did with the beers, or was it anything memorable, or was it just eh? It was a while ago, you know. It was a while that I watched it, so I don't really remember, and it kind of fades away with all the other television I watch. But um, <laughs> you know, beer is a tough ingredient because how do you? Because you, you 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 can use it, but how do you highlight it? Right. Oh, highlighting beer. Yeah. How do you highlight beer as an ingredient? Because it's typically not meant. I mean, even when you look at like savor, or when you look at you know cooking, grilling with beer. Or you know one of the Lucy Saunders books, uh, it's not really a highlighted thing. It's I will of, say this: the person who won won not on taste but on a combination of points. So mm-hmm. if you if you just look at their taste, they didn't win, but there was their plating and their originality okay. that helped them go over the top. Did it do anything person. weird and memorable? Either person? Not not that I really okay. remember. I mean, I would have liked to see some 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 really crazy concoction, but it was mostly just you know using. They didn't make salmon ice cream with Alaskan smoked porter. No, no, that's what they should have. No, done. you know, but there was um, there was Shiner Hefeweizen. Okay, uh, which I never had, but I imagine it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was you know Brooklyn Black and Stout. Finish your story. I just won't forget. this. I can't remember the other two. When I was in Vegas, I had a Shiner Bach. It's not bad. 
<laughs> really? My palate has come around, I guess. So I'm sorry, Charlie the Beer Guy. <laughs> it wasn't bad. That just... Mm. Oh, that last caramel little bit I got from the czar. Really nice. Really just a nice and, and pleasant beer, especially after the, the interesting kind of uh, flight of beers we've had today. Why not? Why not is right. Why not? Okay, so the last beer. Like we we can always cop cap them and you know give me some for taking home later if you want to do that. Yeah, we can cap these for sure. You can have the speedway. <laughs> <laughs> we got this beer in the mail just the other day. So this is from Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas uh, City. Wow, that's a nice pop, isn't it? Uh, this is day. This is. Um, a test batch. This is not available commercially. They send this out to, I guess, a lot of the blogs and uh, podcasts that have that they've sent other beers to. So we're not the only ones to get this, but we are among you know a, um, a select few. It's nice to get this this possibility. It's a test batch of their big stout, uh, and it's a version that may eventually become uh, part of their Smokestack series uh, line of artisanal beers. 55 IBUs, 9% alcohol by volumes, hopped with Fuggles, Magnum, Pearl, and Anthonym. Interesting what you gotta do when there's a hop shortage. Grainville is seven kinds of malted barley, two kinds of rye, and two kinds of oats. So this is a com- this is a complex one. And it's, it's an Imperial Russian stout fermented on a Belgian yeast strain. So... I don't know what to expect from this. Look at that. I got the and Jeff recorked it. Wow, that that's impressive. One thing I do notice here is that the head is much lighter, pretty much than, than any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still just dark as can be, but the head is a lot lighter. But still, not, it's not a white head. That smells. It has a Belgiany character to it. It does. It has a kind of smells very familiar, like. The yeast has a pronounced character, and I'm trying to remember like what Belgian, well-known Belgian uh, yeast smells like this. Well, now the roast is coming through, so that kind of it, all that all that sort of Belgian smell I was getting originally is sort of getting lost in the roast now. Mm-hmm. But I know what you're saying that there was. I, I don't know whether it's necessarily that it's familiar. It's just it, it's a it's a common type of smell you get from a Belgian style yeast. So, even like a saison or something, uh, or just you know, like a Duval ale or something like that, you'd get that kind of smell. Or you know, what maybe I'm thinking of is the um, Chambly Noir from Unibrew, right? It's a it's a dark Belgian beer, but they have and their maybe, own yeast. Maybe the combination of Belgian generic and stout is making me think it smells like dark, you know, beer from Unibrew. I'm not saying it's Unibrew's yeast. I'm just saying maybe it's just the combination of stout and Belgian. I'm, I'm just surprised that somewhere. you can remember a beer's yeast smell like that. It, it, a single beer that... Um, when was the last time you had that beer? I had it um, six months ago at Mad Max. That amazes me that you can remember a smell from six months ago. Got a lot of stuff up here. I guess so. Or, or, or not enough. They said there's oats in this, right? Yes. Uh, two kinds of oats, two kinds of rye, and seven kinds of barley. Rye, too. Okay. Wow. This is this is 
a, a catch-all beer, isn't it? I think I'm picking up some of the the aroma from the oatmeal. I think I'm picking up some of the rye. Or, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this one has... We're drinking this at room temperature. We didn't right. refrigerate this one at all, so we're going to get all the aroma and flavors, good or bad, out of this one. Well, I know for all those ingredients, it's surprisingly smooth. Mm-hmm. And they kind of really do meld kind of well, but they kind of melt into each other. It's not... The rye does hang around. Yeah, the rye hangs around, and the bitterness hangs around. Because there are four types of hops in here, and they're all not exactly the most, you know... The the most common types of hops are are, are Fuggles, but Magnum, Pearl, and Anthonym, you're not going to find those in a lot of beers. We're seeing Anthonym used more this year with the shop shortage. I'm not sure I really know the characteristics of Anthonym. But, you know, Magnum... And Pearl aren't that unusual. Pearl's a, a German, or Perle, I believe is how you're supposed to say it, I okay. think. It's it's a continental hop, and Magnum is just, you know, high alpha. bittering, high alpha hop, yeah. It even sounds high alpha, doesn't it? Magnum, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a gun you shoot with. Or it's Trojan's large condom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking along those lines, but I guess... <laughs> Jeff, that's, is, that's in, Jeff is in one of those ten second areas where he thinks <laughs> that's named after the guns. So, lots of carbonation. I'm working on strolling some out to kind of get to more of a creamy type mouthfeel. Yeah, all those ingredients really do kind of meld together pretty well. Like Jeff said, the the, the rye lasts a little long, and the um, right before the rye really hits you and starts dragging on your tongue, I'm thinking like. Think of unbuttered popcorn. Or a rice cake or something. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Yeah, some starchy. A starchy flavor. Some cereal grain. Since right. there's about 15 of them in here. Uh, a pretty starchy flavor, but with you know an under, an, uh, a roasty underneath. And, and with all these hops, a relatively uniform kind of bitterness and hoppiness. It, it's not going in all crazy directions. What do you think? If this had a little bit of chill on it, you think it'd be a little bit better? Well, maybe a little bit better if it was a little bit more chilly. You know, at 70 degrees, it's probably a little bit, it's probably mm-hmm. not quite as best. It's probably better around 60 in that range, 62, yeah, 63. But it's still it's still pretty good. I still think it's probably the second best one of the night. Yeah, it's, it's up there. It's certainly good. So, um, Boulevard Brewing, you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you. And thank you again for the beer, yeah. Uh, the beer doesn't have a label. It just has this um, rubber band and a little neck thing. And I'm I'm kind of surprised they were... Maybe they didn't get uh, federal authorities' approval, but I'm kind of surprised they were able to send this out without something glued on to the bottle. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have said that on the air. <laughs> I, I doubt the feds are listening. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? If Boulevard gets spanked with a fine, we're not getting any more beer from them. No. No, we're not. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I do like it. If Who knows if we'll ever see it? This is, like we said, it's a, this is a test batch. But I People think, ju- are- based on, on the flavors, I won't... I, I imagine this is not, you know, this is not a failure. No, it's not a failure. Sense. When you start adding all those grains, it kind of gets... Bit muddy, right? And and this one does it well. It, it's not bland. There's certain things. It's definitely rye heavy. Um, actually, now I'm getting more oats out of it. My tongue's getting kind of numb to the rye, and I'm getting more oat. Like it? Yeah, I like it too. Not my favorite tonight, but I like it. 
Want to get to ranking? Let's rank. Short show. Great. All right. Uh, okay. I, I guess you ranked last time, right? You ranked first? Uh, I, I don't know. I just edited the show yesterday, but I don't remember. I don't remember either. So I'll rank first here just because I know exactly who my rankings are going to be. So number five. The number five beer of the night. Um, believe it or not, I'm going to go with Night Tripper. I just, I really, it was, it was really not what I wanted. Well, that had that super stout. woody thing. That's right. The Imperial Stout is just a category that I don't think lends itself well to crazy experimental uh, playing around with flavors like they did with Night Tripper. It just, it, it just didn't work, and. I'm sorry to say that New Holland, but I just I I really don't feel Night Tripper was was very good, uh, and it certainly was not something that was the pleasant like I want an Imperial Stout to be. Uh, can we count the Speedway Stout in our rankings? I don't know. We know it's a good beer. We know it's it's excellent. This one, we think the something got wrong with the bottle. That can happen occasionally. Uh, but I actually liked it more than the Night Tripper tonight. Okay. Even with that infection. So that right. might tell you how much I really didn't, didn't appreciate the Night Tripper. Then I go with the Norwegian beer, the, uh, the Nognor, whatever. Uh, the Woody thing is really interesting and, and uh, very bitter, extremely bitter. Uh, and the bitterness is going gonna, gonna to hit you very hard at first, but then it's going to... You're going to get used to it, and you're going to start to notice some of the other flavors there. But still, not quite the comfort that you like for an Imperial Stout. Next, I'll go with the Smokestack Boulevard. This is their test one, test batch of the Big Stout. Who knows? Maybe you'll see it on the shelf sometime. Uh, Boulevard's certainly a, a, a great company, a company that, I mean... They not only have they you know they sent us a lot of stuff, but we've really been impressed with almost every beer they sent us. There's been the occasional one that hasn't been quite up to par, but almost all of them are, are really very, very good to excellent beers. And this one, I think, is you know not exactly the best stout I've ever tasted, but it's it's a it's a nice try and and you know for for all these different ingredients and this mm-hmm. whole combination of stuff, it really. They they managed to do it well. They managed to you know really get it right. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing I would say about that beer is a beer that has twelve kinds of cereal grains. You know, there's the gimmick, right? But this this one's not a gimmick. This one's well done. A lot of them just are this muddy blur of nothing that stands out. This one does have a bit of story to it, right? You get some you know first it's the rye. If there's anything wrong with it, the rye is good because you can taste it. The rye is bad because it's the dominant flavor for over half the drinking experience of the glass, right? It just it took that long for it to fade before I could really get anything else out of it. It's a tough line because most rye beers, you can't taste the rye. Right. So it's, it's tough. I'm not sure how I'm going to... I'm not sure if that's a flaw or if that's a good thing. It, it's a little bit of both, right? It's like Microsoft. It's not a bug. It's a feature. You can taste the rye, but it hangs around for a while. So it's like, is that good or bad? I think it's pretty. I think it's. Well, I it's think pretty it's good. overall good, but it's only the second best beer of the night because the Avery Czar is my number one, and because that was just, it was a comfort beer, like comfort food, right? I mean, it was. It was just it, okay. Was it the most amazing Imperial Stout I've ever had? No, but was it just 
what I what I really wanted, what I came into this show really desiring, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, really nice caramel flavor, really like I, like I said eighty times, a flavor that just kinda hugs you, that kinda gives you right. a, I'm warm and I'm I'm comforting and I'm gonna bring you in uh and welcome you to my to my little world wow. while you're drinking me. I just had a tiny little burp, quiet burp in my mouth, and it was like cascade hops. <laughs> Somehow these beers added up and gave me like an IPA type burp. Interesting. So I'm going to start from the top. I agree with Greg. The Avery Czar was the the prototype of what I was expecting tonight. It actually it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. That that melted soft milk dud caramel apple thing. I wasn't expecting that much caramel out of it, but it was a nice thing out of the beer. Number two, I was having a really hard time. Do I put the uh, the Boulevard Smokestack Thanks Brew or the Nagono, the Norwegian beer? I wasn't sure, and I, t- I retasted the Nagono, and absolutely, I'm going to put the Boulevard second. It just, when you do them side by side, that Boulevard with all that stuff in there, that rye, it's smooth, it's refreshing. I don't know if refreshing is the right word. Refreshing is it's, the right it's, word. It's, it's smooth, and it's it's that hug you were talking about. This beer has a hug to it. It might not be the 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 imperial stout hug that you were looking forward to, but this is a nice hug that the beer gives you. I'm going to put the Norwegian Nagono third. I liked it, but not as much as the other two. I'm going to have to put the uh, Night Tripper next. It had that crazy spice bomb, which I think people should try, but it takes away from the drinkability of the beer. And against, you know, all prior expectations, I'm going to have to put the speed. This bottle of Speedway last. It breaks my heart <laughs> that under my possession, I let a bottle of Speedway Stout go that that, that wrong. And I'm gonna to have to do something to. I'm gonna to have to like punish myself because of doing that. But it happened. And uh, while Speedway Stout was one of our best beers of what 2007, something like that. top five of 2007, it's number five in the show tonight. Number yeah, five. So I think that goes to show two things. One. Always try a beer twice <laughs> because you never quite know if you're getting it quite right this, the, 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 the second time. And also, it shows that... Um, Shouldn't you have to try it three times and then take the majority? Maybe. <laughs> maybe, okay. I'll just say try it three times. I guess it doesn't, it doesn't say anything but just say try a beer three times if you really want to get an idea of it. And try not to prejudge. Try not to prejudge. Could you imagine if we were drinking this beer blind, how we would have really trashed it? I know. I mean, this is a beer that's brewed with coffee beans. I didn't taste any coffee in it at all. No. There's something in there that, yeah. little little bug in there got it and got in there and wrote it. But could could you imagine if that was a blind show? We would have trashed and trashed and trashed. And then opened the envelope. Speedway Stout. <laughs> would have been horrible. Well, what are you going to do? It's it's like on the blind show when we had the the, the, the Kalamazoo style, and you've never had a Kalamazoo style, like you said, that was that roasty and that good. So, I mean, sometimes... And I said 30 seconds before I opened the envelope. Right. <laughs> this isn't as good as the... Or this isn't the Kalamazoo style. Oops. Sometimes, you know, a beer will, will, will defy your expectations and be excellent, like 
your um, Shiner Bach that mm-hmm. you have. Who knows? It was either that or it was Bud in an aluminum bottle, so I kind of just ordered the, the less of... I, I think you'd go with Shiner Bach <laughs> in that case. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Back next week with another fantabulous show. Making up words now. Making up the words. See you in the craft Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah from the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people's shoulders are big enough for the